1: Hello and welcome to the match reaction show here on the Rangers Raffle. As you just caught me dancing, um, my name is Mark Douglas, and I am joined by Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are you? Oh, good. Thank you. You? How are the fancy Bluetooth headphones working out for you? Fun. Huh? How are the
0: fancy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Yeah, I get go. a also- <laughs> And merely, <left>, mere <laughs> uh, also joined by Stephen Cameron, Stephen, my friend. How are you?
2: I'm all good, mate. All good yourself.
1: I'm absolutely ecstatic as we move 22 points clear at the top of the SPFL and put all the pressure on them tomorrow. Um, We are, of course, available on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash The Rangers Rabble. If you are watching on YouTube, I've been told the way the algorithm works, it works on likes. So if you're watching it, give us a wee like and, of course, subscribe. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Rabble. Share, like, all the usual palaver, and we're on Twitter as well, so give us a little retweet. Scott, 2 one Pretty comfortable, I suppose, if you sit back and, and analyse it properly. The last kind of 20 minutes, a wee, bit, a wee bit stressful, but all in all, a comfortable 2 1 victory, a, a really tough away ground.
0: I actually think it was probably more comfortable, definitely more comfortable than the scoreline suggests, and probably more comfortable than the opening day game then. You know, I, I think we just bossed it from start to finish. They did score a very, very good goal, well taken goal. Uh, on the break against complete run of play. And from that point, yeah, okay, I think there was a, a lot of apprehension on a lot of sofas. Um, but I don't actually think the, the players looked too nervy. They just kept doing exactly the same thing, uh, but perhaps kept the ball slightly better than they were doing prior to the goal. Um, disappointing that it came to that, uh, didn't necessarily up the tempo at 2-1. I would have liked to have seen them do that, get the third goal, kill I think what we were waiting for was, you know, it was always Aberdeen's game plan. As soon as they went down to 10 men, keep themselves in the game until the last five, 10 minutes. And then we were probably expecting the Alamo, which never actually came. It never really came. Mm -hmm. I think anything that they did throw up to us airily, we dealt with well. Um, But I think there's a lot of positives to take, particularly from the way that we played to get ourselves into the position of 2-0. I know, and listen Stephen, it wouldn't be Rangers though, I
1: suppose, if we didn't try and make it as difficult for ourselves as humanly possible. Aye, I definitely think the
2: players on the wind-up sometimes, they just like to give a, <laughs> the kind a bit of a heart attack, um, but I for long spell today, I thought we were absolutely outstanding. Especially the first half. I thought we were brilliant today. See the midfield three and the front three, they were just they were just on it. Just absolutely on it today. And winning I feel like we won the midfield the midfield battle today as well and we were just fantastic. I, I was absolutely buzzing at halftime. Honestly, I was I think it's probably one of the best. We've played for a long for a long time, but also maybe that time at times. And they were just at it, just at it. And it was great to watch. Great to watch. Do you think that kind of first half performance, Scott, came
1: from the fact that we had such a long break and we didn't have a midweek game? And the
0: players got yeah. a chance to rest, and Gerard got a chance to get his tactics across. Um, yeah, because I think prior to prior to that week's break, we were coming up against very, very similar teams. Uh, the way they were set up and the way that uh, they were combating how we play. Um, that gave us and it was evident they get gave us a chance to get on the training pitch and give us ideas to counter that as well. I thought, you know, when we looked at the start, Aberdeen did exactly what Aberdeen would do, presses, presses from the front. Um, I just don't think they were particularly good at it. They should have stuck to what they know, but they tried to play the way other teams did. And that's probably typical of Derek McKinnis. Um, And probably five, 10 minutes it took us to get us into our strike. As soon as we did, the way that we were passing the ball about a lot of one, one touch passes as well. Accurate, uh, we, we had a zip. We had a real zip about ours. Ryan Kent, probably his best game for a long time. Morelos, his best game for a long time. Uh, and it was really, really encouraging. Uh, and uh, I think you spot on. I think, I think the week, it, it shows the importance and how hard these weekend, midweek, weekend fixtures are. Um, so it's really pleasing to see us back at it. Um, and it gives us some encouragement for the rest of January.
1: And I have to say, obviously, we are live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. So if you are out there, get your comments in, because the more you comment, the longer we can sit here and talk absolute nonsense. And we have had a, a comment in from Ronald McKenzie, and he says, at least Aberdeen um, come out and tried to play, which actually, Stephen, surprised me a little, because I just assumed after the sending off and, and penalty, whether it was scored or not, Aberdeen would just sit back 5-5, somewhere
2: to Mullaby. of Aye. To be fair to them, they were quite aggressive and they, and to be honest, I thought they started really well. See the first 10 minutes, like Scott was saying, they started well, but the good thing is we matched that. We were always yeah. there to match their intensity and, and winning the balls in midfield, but aye, to be fair, they've they done all right and like you are saying there, there does seem the last few weeks there's a bit of a trend where team's kind of coming at us at the same way and pressing high and pressing high in Davis as well, but... I think when I Gerard and people like Michael Beale must be absolutely buzzing because like you say they've had that week of work of training, but see you actually do stuff on the training part and then see the players execute it on on the Saturday or Sunday, that's the I mean they can't ask for much more than that at all. And it looks like uh, they've came up with a wee bit of a game plan. But I fair play, I believe they did they started well, but we'll see once we get a hold of the game that after about 10-15 minutes, they were just was I actually felt they were struggling to get anywhere near us to be honest at times. And like Scott was saying, we were popping that ball about midfield brilliantly. Um, not just the front three, but the, the mid three, three, and they were interchanging. They were coming short. We were the, the midfield three were running on beyond. It was. I, I was. I mean, I'm still buzzing off. I'm going to go watch the highlights about <laughs> as as three times after. You know, I
1: wish I'd watched the highlights before we started for reasons. I won't <laughs> mention, but well, um, can I just jump into the game <laughs> then, Scott? Oh, and I suppose the starting eleven. I don't think anybody could really had any. grievances grievances or, or disagreed with because I think that's pretty much what everybody predicted.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only team that we could have put out, wasn't it? Um I think yeah, we're coming to this stage of the season. It's always it always seems to be the winter months followed by a fixture congestion. It's very easy to pick up injuries and that's just where we are at the moment. Thankfully, we're still able to put out a really strong first eleven and we and we did. It was to be expected this is one of our hardest fixtures of the season. Um <clears throat> I'm you know really pleased. I like seeing a free-flowing attacking team, and when you've got the likes of Kent, Haji, Aribo, even Morales—I think Morales all-round play—he's just getting better and better again. Um, Davis as well keeps things ticking over, and Kamara. When you have these guys in your team who are uh, first and foremost footballers, you, you, you get the free-flowing football, and you get the attractive football. Um, not only that, they're able to do the daily work. And I suppose
1: Stephen you mentioned that both teams started quite well, kind of back and forth from the five or ten minutes. But well,
2: bit twenty seconds gone, Morelos has really got his score, has he not? Ah, yeah, definitely make a bit of better contact on the ball, to be honest. Um, I was quite surprised. I thought the defender had it covered and then it seemed to get through. So I did think kind of seemed to scuff it. It's probably easier when you're watching it, but I'm just like, oh look it over the goal, it's an easy goal, but I mean maybe it's harder than you're actually on the bargain. That's why I'm sitting here talking shit, he's playing football. But um uh, aye, just a wee bit better contact But like you say but, uh, Morelos was
0: uh, Morelos was uh, on the form today, So he was played well yeah,
1: know, and, uh, Are we on a watershed here? <laughs> no, no, there's no, no water shed on YouTube live though. Whatever. Um And you know Being the pessimist that I am Scott And I'm very pessimistic And I really wish I was Thanks mum uh, When Morelos misses that chance, You're just thinking to yourself Oh no, please Morelos Don't have another one of those games
0: well, I'd never really worry about Morelos, to be honest, because I do. uh he he he's got this mentality of just right, okay, he brushes off a miss, no matter how easy or how complex, and he's just like it's a case of oh on to the next one. Just just always looking for the next one because in his head as a striker, I suppose it's one of averages. Well, I'm gonna score eventually. If I, if I keep finding positions, keep having the shots and goals, one of them's is going to go in. I'm just that good. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the good strikers, I mean, the, the very, very top strikers don't obviously miss that much. But the good strikers that are consistent goal scorers always find themselves in those. And their perhaps goal-to-shot ratio isn't as good as you probably think it is. I think I had that moment when uh, it was Kent who missed what was what felt like was an open goal, I mean, to be fair to Aberdeen, the two defenders got back, and the keeper was still mm. in the position. I thought that was when 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 that one didn't go in. I was like sort of thinking, "Oh, here we go," <laughs> <laughs> and then and then obviously you got the penalty as well. I was like, "It's going it could potentially be one of those days," but I was still calm, still calm, still calm. Um, I suppose,
1: and again, Stephen, you mentioned that you know after the kind of first five ten minutes, we really took control of the game. Um, we made everything look quite quite easy. And just before the penalty, I don't know if you remember Ryan Kent was kind of through he think in a space in the box and had a shot. And it looked as if he was filled and that could have possibly been a penalty. I don't know if you remember the the, the, the part of play that I'm talking about. Hey. I'm guessing why <laughs> the smile on your face you know I'll take your word for it. It's the it's the word <laughs> <laughs> Scott, do you know what I'm talking about?
0: No I thought you were talking about the one where you should have played in Haji Do you remember that one?
1: No, I don't remember that one because I didn't take notes <laughs> because we're not we not professional. We shall move swiftly on to the penalty. Um, Stephen, Steven, Stonewall penalty, and there's been a actually I'll bring this up first. Um Dylan McGee on Sky Sports. Um I don't really blame him for his opinion because he's an Aberdeen player and I think he kinda puts the spotlight on should Sky Sports have current players as pundits?
2: I especially think- when it's like especially when it's their team. Uh, it's a good point because I mean, if you're looking at especially a, a neutral as well, if somebody's a neutral watching it, they're not really getting a true opinion for the person. They're, they're towing the party line, aren't they? Really, and and I can understand why. He's probably got to go back in the changing room if he's going to slag one of his teammates off. He's probably to he's going to get it. Isn't he? But um, I, it's, you could just see he was just trying to kind of pass the question off a wee bit. But going if it was a red, it was definitely a penalty. Um. I I, I don't actually know. It's hard to really keep up to date with some of the rules. I don't know. I'm, nobody people have said before about like sort of double jeopardy. If you've like, given away a penalty and you get a red card, but um, I think you cleared that with us saying if you did made, made no intent to actually get the ball, it's a it's a penalty and a red. So going by the rule book, it's it's a correct decision for the ref to be fair. I
1: could just see Scott's face in when I said I don't blame Dylan McGeer. Uh Penalty for you, Scott. Obviously, but a red
0: card. Um <clears throat> What's, what's the odd saying? It's it's better to be thought of an idiot, as an idiot than open your mouth and remove all doubt. I mean, how, how can you turn around and say that wasn't a penalty? I mean, is that what he said? Was it wasn't a penalty?
1: No, I did say it
0: was a penalty. He just said it wasn't a red card. Wasn't a red card? Okay. Um, yeah, well, it still still stands. And if you're a footballer, you've got to know the rules of the game. Um, yeah. As Stephen points out, that if you're... As, as long as you've made an attempt to go for the ball, then that's when the double jeopardy kicks in. It was, in, I think Derek McInnes actually summed it up in his post-match perfectly. He was really unfortunate um, that he tried to actually get out of the way and tried not to make contact, but accidentally did. So if he'd actually just gone for the ball and brought him down, he would have got a yellow card and stayed on the pitch. I mean, it, it does seem like a bit of a stupid rule, but you've got to know the rules of the game if you're a professional footballer. Uh, Stonewall penalty, absolute red card. Um just a shame Tav didn't didn't stick it in the net. Well, I mean, was it was at one point. I don't know if you were the same. See what it heard <laughs> I, <it> <laughs> I heard. I heard the post. I heard the post, and I was I was surprised. I was I was jumping up.
1: No. Well, listen,
2: he's been phenomenal this season, Steven. So you know we can forgive him one mistake. Aye, definitely. Was that was uh, that nine pen? I think you were saying the commentary nine pen. At least have scored in the last. Mm-hmm. Well, nine out of nine in the last ones, but uh, I he's going to miss a few, and he? he's a low average. He's like uh, you say, so. Um, but as well, it's one thing about the penalty. It was great playing the edge of the box between Arebo and um, Morales as well to get in there, and they were really cutting them open at that point. So, because um, that is that wee bit of fear when they when they we don't score the penalty, you're like, how's this going to affect us? But we just kept on going, and we kept on going. So, no fair play to them.
1: Can I just say my very good friend and confidant, Wolf? Absolutely not, Martin. Nobody, a current player, should be a pundit. That's all you had to say, Scott. That was that. was all you had to say. But no,
0: no. no, 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 okay, no I, I, look... I, I disagree. If you get the right guy on and you get someone that's quite articulate, then it can work really, really well. Because what you want is, yeah, Chris Boyd is a really good pundit, but he's actually been out of the game for a year or two now. But someone that's in about it, yeah. and particularly who should know the, the characters of the Aberdeen dressing room, it should work pretty well. I mean, Scott Allen did it the other day uh, in a game I watched and I thought he was really, really good. Um, Dylan McGeoch's coming and they should have at least interviewed him first. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Aye, right, well, so, so listen, obviously after the penalty, Scott, we're a wee bit worried. We're thinking, how are Aberdeen going to play? Are we going to be up against it? And then soon after it, Murray always been an absolutely fantastic thing.
0: Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good goal. Um, Kent's done really well. So, put the ball on the right-hand side, as we do. Uh, I think Derek, Derek McInnes also said that after the setting off, they knew that we would have, and they would let us have a lot of the wide area, which worked for us. And Tav, I think, got down to, to, to the right-hand side and then pulled it back to the edge of the box for Kent. <clears throat> but it's really Morales' movement. Uh, Create that couple of yards for himself to receive the ball in the feet, and he in his um, shifted it out, and that's a that's a superb turn and finish. I think it's on his left foot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a very well taken goal, and, it, and it's it's a goal that that's a striker scores when he's when he's bang hot and four, Not not someone that's only scored one in his last last few. You know, so as I said, Morelos has got that character and that mentality that no matter if could go ten games without a goal. Uh, and then he'll score something like that and it's like he's never stopped scoring
1: He does have that character Stephen but it was like a goal he desperately needed
2: I definitely um, I mean it, you just thought it was like Morelos of old winter. It? it was a uh, a year ago basically to finish and um, uh, it was a good goal like, like Scott was saying now, and I, I had a wee check before we came on one of the highlights was a uh, when Tav was cutting in for wide and they put Hayes on his backside, I don't know if you remember that, that was always a wee, a wee bonus to me, but <laughs> well, uh, I might have just made that up, I don't know, but no, damn uh, <laughs> i But I know it was a good finish, and um, I just would love to see Morales push on now and get be like a goal scorer again for us and get like I mean 15 at the end of the season or something like that, because um, that would really help us. Like I think Gerard said after the game as well, he does seem to be playing a bit further forward rather than, coming short is what he's been doing the last few games and I don't know if it was a case of um, and Hadji coming in a bit, a bit uh, narrow and dropping deeper and that was taking maybe the space away from Real so he had a chance just to stick up but uh, it was a good goal and like, like Scott saying take a touch and then on the spin to put it in the bottom corner I was, I was delighted uh, and, not, and we deserved it at that point as well we were, we were right. completely on top
1: And then not long after that there is a wild challenge by Curtis May and Wolf puts in his main walk if Hedges hasn't already been sent off. Scott, it shouldn't matter if Hedges has already been sent off. That is as clear a red card as what you're going to say.
0: Um, yeah, and I don't I don't think it's in Beaton's mind whether Aberdeen are down to uh, tell already or not. I just think he thinks it's a uh, one of those, like we saw Duffy the other week, it's it's a yellow. He thinks it's probably like a yellow and a quarter, yellow and a half, not quite enough for a red. I think when he sees that back, he'll probably go, "Yeah, I probably should have given a red." Um, be interesting if the, not, not, not that it concerns us actually, but it'd be interesting to see if the compliance officer picks that up. You know how they like to re-referee games, um, but thankfully it didn't didn't uh, have an impact on the outcome of the game. I've got a thing about the referees at the moment and. <laughs> I, I, for, for the life of me, I don't know why they're as lenient as they are. It seems like Cosgrove and Ferguson constantly get to about the seventieth or eightieth minute before they're actually booked. When going by the rules and the and the law, which Beaten clearly knows because of the the red card, um, that that's when they get booked. And it's like, well, no, they should have. They, they they've got a game plan, and you're allowing them by enab- by by not booking them, you're enabling them to play this game plan, which is an awful, awful spectacle. Thankfully, mm-hmm. thankfully, um, we were that quick
1: on the ball; they couldn't even get married. There's been a lot of chat, obviously, about Lewis Ferguson, and you know we we kind of covered that in the, the preview show that we have done, Stephen. But I mean, if Lewis Ferguson was ever to come to Rangers, which I'm going to just put my my hand up and say I don't want him. I don't. I don't think he's good enough for Rangers. Um, he's not going to get away with half the stuff he gets away with at Aberdeen.
2: No, definitely. I was actually I, he could have potentially get sent off today, the there, might And that guy fouls he had to be honest. He should have definitely. I don't know because I know he got booked, and I think was it closer to like the eighth of minute he get booked. Um, he yeah. should have seriously got a booking before that because he'd he'd quite a few and some that he was letting go as well. Uh, I thought that he cause I had that foul on Marellis in the first half. I thought as well that he just seemed to let go. Um, but I I don't know if I could see. I also don't know if I could see him coming. It's I can't see Rangers putting up the money that Aberdeen would probably want, and like you say. I, I don't know if he's at that standard yet. Maybe if he goes down south, but uh, you know there's a few of them. Well, uh, Ferguson was the only one that could have probably get booked earlier, like he's saying.
1: I well, again, Wolf puts in. Cosgrove gave away ten free kicks and still never got booked. So that kind of moves to your point, Scott. That what is it? What does it take in Scotland to get a yellow card? Unless you're a Rangers
0: player. Um, I don't know. I think I think I think it's actually for the for the greater good that maybe in the close season, someone actually needs to address this situation because where we are right now with Scottish football, and it's a a bigger picture thing, we need to make sure that our product is at the highest possible standard as a spectacle. And then if you're watching these games today and you've got Rangers who are undoubtedly uh, the better team playing nice football, Aberdeen, what frustrates me, Aberdeen can play decent football, but they just resort to these niggly fouls, niggly tactics. And if the ref enables that, then on the eye this product is not as good as it could be or as it should be so that actually keeps holding us back but it's every single week we saw against against Celtic sorrow had exactly the same thing where I think we actually saw Bobby Madden uh say to him right okay you've had three fouls now and the next one you book." And he took another two before he actually booked it he did exactly the same with Cosgrove and he said right okay well that's three well why did he tell him that's three and let him do another seven that doesn't make sense I mean you, you
1: well, just just, yeah, but I suppose <laughs> moving on to some some most positive things, Stephen. We started the second half off with a bang, and again another goal from Morelos, and I'm I'm jumping about the living room going, he's going to get three or four today.
2: Aye, uh, yeah, that was the thing. I was worried about half time is if we didn't come out with the same intensity, but they seem to be on it again straight away, and that's exactly what you wanted, what we needed, and we're just pinning them back and. Like I think mccoy was saying on the commentary, they just a build-up play was just, we're just on it, we're just sharp. Every one-touch passes and we're just moving off each other. It was brilliant to see and the goal was a, another good goal. And to be fair, it's a second assist we, from Kent with that wee touch just off the back of his heel to Morelos and uh, he finished it well again. And like you're saying, at that point, you're like, we could be doing some serious damage in Aberdeen here, mm-hmm. to be honest. And we had it in We absolutely we, we, we had them on that point. We could have probably went on to three or four, but... Never turned out that way, obviously, but I will. We're at it again for the first 10 15 minutes in the second half.
1: No, it certainly never turned out that way, did it? We've got Andrew Bluebells. Um, great result, boys. Another step closer to 55. Two assists for Kent and two. <coughs> excuse me, for we, uh, uh, Alfredo. And Scott, that was one thing I did want to pick up on was the performance of Kent. And I just hope that your video's was no freezing. Oh, there we go. The performance of Kent. <laughs> I thought he really stepped up his performance today again. And because he has in the last few weeks
0: not been at his top level, no, he's not. He's, he's he's probably the the one that's benefited from the rest the most. He looked like he had a spring in his step, and he was a, a yard faster than everyone else on the pitch, which was really pleasing to see. Um, I, I th- yeah, he's a tremendous player. Uh, he's he's not hit the heights of the early season form as yet, but he's he's had his teammates to pick up his slack. So what we what we need now is him for really. To, to really kick on, he's what he showed today. He's actually quite. He's a very intelligent footballer. Um, that assist for Morelos' second goal. I uh, didn't really notice it at first. Like if, at first, I actually thought he miscontrolled it. Um, but the but the intelligent flick was was really really good. Um, and obviously, Morelos finished it well. But yeah, he's going to be. He's he's going to be crucial coming into the latter, second half of the season. Um, I, t- I chuckled there slightly because the way that we're playing as a team overall how many you know mathematicians how many, i'm looking at how many wins that we can get between now how quickly we can actually start i really shouldn't be talking this way but that's just that's just the way my head is just going there um but yeah in Europe especially in europe especially so i'm hoping he kicks on from this performance because he's got he's really unlucky not to get a goal and he's got a lot a lot of positives to take away from today
1: Excuse me. Well, do you know what? I was um, going to leave it till the end of the podcast, but I will forget in the comments here. So, RFC coming on 15 games, and that's in relation to that's 15 games in the league now, one in a row, Stephen. And I I, I, seriously, and I've mentioned this before, I really don't think you're going to appreciate just how good we've been this season because we're all so nervous about 55.
2: I know you can't actually sit and enjoy it at times, can't you? Know because you're just mm-hmm. kind of glad when it's over and you have got the three points in the bag. Then Monday comes, you start worrying about the weekend again, don't you? It's uh, it's a pure vicious cycle. But I, fifteen games is phenomenal. Fifteen games in a row. I I, I don't I don't know how many goals we've dropped in that them goals uh, them fifteen games as well. It's uh, no be many anyway. So that was one. Gut. I was gutted we lost that goal the day to um, to make it six goals in the season, but. Fifteen in a row, and some of the performances in that in that uh, that, that run of games has been outstanding. And fair play, they, they deserve all the credit that hope will come at the end of the season that they're getting at the minute because that's two very tough games we've had in a row there, and to go up to Aberdeen as well, and also to put that performance in was was brilliant. And like Scott saying on on Kent, I think Kent on that form's unplayable in this league when he's when he's out on that sort of form, and if he can just bring that consistency consistency with that. And also, maybe bring a few more goals, then we've got a serious, serious player on our hands. Well, Scott Stephen mentions that he's <clears throat> no
1: happy about us conceding the goal, and I think the reason that it angers me so much is that it wasn't for a great piece of play or a fantastic break. It was just sheer complacency from our defence. Um, just agree. All <laughs> right, I'll,
0: I'll agree with you. It was it was. <laughs> We were caught cold. We were caught really, really cold. And, you know, listening to that, I just want to make excuses for their team, but um, I thought I thought it was a well-worked counter-attack goal that you'd expect Aberdeen to kind of fashion. So, the ball's played up the right-hand side up to Cosgrove, wasn't it? He's tested it and flicked it over his head to the on-running man, and I think it was Johnny Hayes. And then you've got Matty Kennedy coming down the left-hand side and he's just squared it to his eye, it's of space. And I think Again, Chris Boyd summed it up uh, perfectly. That yes, Tav it is Tav's position. That's where you'd expect Tav to be in defence. But the way that we play with our full-backs pushed high, um, it's actually the midfielder's job to cover for Tav and on the other flank, Barisic. But because we've got, we haven't got uh, Davis, uh, it, Kamara, and Jack playing as a midfield three you've got a Rebo in there. He's not as defensive minded. So his immediate thought isn't going to go, Oh, they're breaking up the pinch. I've, I've got to sprint back. He's like, I'm going to get back. But what he's got, is got Matty Kennedy sprinting right past him. He probably doesn't even see him. And by the time, I mean, if you actually look at the goal again, you've actually got Tav bursting in a gut trying to get back. Um, he's nowhere near it. It's never going to happen. A Rebo has just switched off. He's just We've just had a complete brain fart there, uh, but it was a sort of well work goal. But, it's one that you don't want to be conceded, and the players will probably be absolutely raging about it. It's not just the
1: fact that you don't want to concede, Stephen, it's the fact that we've played so well, we've been in so much control,
2: and now for the next what, 20 minutes, there's just a wee bit of added pressure that didn't need to be there. Aye, that's, that's it. Um, like, a performance today didn't deserve like a 2-1 victory, it deserves a lot more than that, but like you're saying, that that last 20 minutes, you're on to end of it, because I mean, anything can really happen, they could win a corner and they could just knock it in and they can get a goal from that. Um, I think if I watch it back now and try to think off the top of my head, I mean, it was probably quite well managed. There was no times when they really had many chances in the last 10 15 minutes, and we were popping the ball about quite well and comfortably. But it's just pressure we don't need to have. And um we got through it, and that's the sort of breaks we've been having this season, really. We've not really been punished for those sort of times when we were, when we were allowed to go in so because maybe, maybe that's just a sign of this sort of team and what they're like at the minute because. A year or two ago, you would probably put your money on a starting point semi we to lose a goal to a 10 man Aberdeen in the squad, so fair play. They're getting through it, and I bet the players probably feel a lot more comfortable than playing it than we do watching it, to be honest.
1: And uh, just a big thank you to RFC Cumbernault, who says, yes, total complacency switched off, easy goal for them. I'm glad somebody agrees with me. There you go, because <laughs> for very long, well, Marshall says it was a decent goal for their point of view, but equally from a defensive point of uh, of you, so listen, um, we'll wrap, the, we'll wrap it up here, gents. I just want to quickly bring up one player, and that is Scott Glenn Kamara, who I thought was absolutely outstanding today, yet again. And I can't find a comment, but it's up here somewhere. Somebody puts in he really needs to be given a new contract and El Pronto. Oh,
0: frightening, frightening. I think if we're going to talk about complacency, I think complacency would not be given of a contract. ASAP. Mm -hmm. I want to sort it it before the end of January. I think the guy deserves it. The guy's getting better and better and better. He technically is probably one of, if not the most technical, well, I don't know. We've got quite a few technical players now, haven't we? But uh, (laughs) he's certainly very, very good. And looking at it long term, whether putting him on a new contract allows us to get as a bigger fee for him or... Putting him on long contract means he can't go anywhere. It needs to be done. It it just needs to be done. Um, I think from the case of a starting point in terms of wages and pay rises, that's obviously not for me to really comment on because I don't know enough, but I can't imagine he'll be on too much at the moment coming from Dundee. Um, So in terms of relative outlay to what he brings us, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, we're on. We're sitting on a. We're sitting on a diamond here. We need to keep him polished. So let's keep him happy. Keep him in the team. Keep him playing, and he's he's just getting better and better and better.
1: Keep that diamond polished, Stephen. Keep him happy. Keep him playing, and
2: reap the rewards. Definitely. I guess I got to be a priority. Get him signed up for a, a couple more years or something. Usually the, the board does seem to be on it quite quite got that organised quite well recently. But um, like you say, i have being on top form and. I like even I, I love to see when he darted forward today a wee bit. Had, I don't know if they went to Morales and he had a shot on goal, and I'd love to see him do that more. It's one thing I'd love to see in his game a bit more. But aye, let's get him signed up if we can. I don't know what's
0: holding up if there's anything, but
2: uh another good performance for him today.
0: I, th- I don't think he wanted to get a nosebleed on that white shirt of his. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen,
1: there'll be more of that on Tuesday because we'll be out with a rabble extra episode for all the transfer talk with our very own Scott Kennedy back in uh, the hosting chair. But uh, listen, gents, let's finish it there, Stephen. <clears throat> a 2 one one away at a very difficult venue, 22 points clear, all the pressure on them. Are you starting to think to yourself now that's it? I don't dare to
2: think that at the minute, to be honest. Yeah. I'd love to be with that relaxed to enjoy it and think that, but no, no, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to uh, do what I'm a gear, can do the party line and say, next game, three points and all that. Do you know what I mean? I'm just as bad as him, so that'll be me. I uh, take on to Motherwell and then on onto like, Samaritan after that, just one game. I'm going to say it, one game at a time. There
0: we go. <laughs> I think that's the same as you, Scott, one game yeah. at a time. It has to be, doesn't it? It has to be. Perhaps ask, ask me again after the, the Hibs game or something, but a uh, long way to go. I mean, you look at the likes of Livingston, I think they've won 11 games in their last 12. I mean, the, the, there's some serious banana skins all the way through these fixtures that, that we're playing at the moment. So mm-hmm. take absolutely nothing for granted. But I tell you what, looking at Livingstone, we will not want to be playing them in the next few weeks. Certainly not twice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and listen, just sorry, of very, very, yeah. very quickly, Ronald McKenzie, let's see how the COVID story plays out tonight and tomorrow for them and listen we could start chatting about that guys but we'll be here at midnight um so we obviously do have to wait and see how the whole covid situation pans out because it certainly appears that one team is desperate for the league not to continue but that will do is urgent scott Stephen. thank you very much
0: pleasure thanks
1: thank you for everybody watching if you're watching on youtube please do like and subscribe the same on facebook if you're on twitter please follow Like and subscribe for all uh, the content we're going to be bringing out. We'll be back on Tuesday with Rabble Extra. Until then, stay safe, stay happy. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.